It is episode 90, I guess. How the hell have we been doing this this long? I don't even know. Uh, the hell day is it? It's a Monday. September 30th, I guess the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. October's just around the corner. And you know what that means. No. Canadian Thanksgiving. The truest holiday. Well, yes. Halloween's the truest holiday. No. Yeah, yeah. okay. Halloween's pretty well, it's good. It's like Anyways, Hallow's Eve, so, you know, all safe With me day, as always right? is Nathan. I'm just going to quickly say Peter from Spaghetti Cast, Marvel 64 Mario, from the Krasnor fan page on Facebook. He's here with mm-hmm. us. Today. Hey, You're thanks. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thanks. That breakfast stop stop the applause right now. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. I mean, chips. How are the chips? Well... By chips, I mean French fries, but you know. I know what British. you meant because Canadian, yeah. British, I mean, we're the same thing, really. Yeah. We're the same race of people. Mm-hmm. They're okay. They're from Wendy's. So, like, sea salt is the thing they seem to want you to know. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm hmm. Yeah. I don't like McDonald's French fries, so. That's a lie. Because everybody, no. everybody <laughs> says they don't like McDonald's French fries, but if they're. Some there, they will eat all of them. Oh, if there's some there, but I won't like go out of my way for them. Okay, yeah, no, I understand that, but like, if they're there, you eat all of them. Yeah, aren't aren't Burger King fries like bad all of the time? Probably, I haven't been to a Burger King in a long time. See, the way you do Burger King fries is you ask them to give you a poutine, and then it's just a whole shitload of cheese and gross gravy on top of the fries, and that makes them okay. (laughs) <laughs> makes you ignore the fact that the potatoes are shit. Like, all of the, the fries, the cheese, and the gravy they use are all disgusting, but put together, they all cancel each other out, so it's mediocre. Oh, Ooh, man. It's awesome. like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's just chemistry. Science. Speaking of chemistry... Science, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I the wish world's I had most that popular stuff. meth ad became... <laughs> it ended. That was yesterday. Yep. And guess who talked about it for like two hours? Us. And guess who got to hear it? Us. It's yeah. gone. Sorry, guys. You're not going to hear it. but It was so it's... insightful, though, you guys. We were like sure to sweep the Webby Awards. It was, it was nuts how much Easily. we talked about that show. You know, just who? validated everything Vince Gilligan has been working on in the last five years. Yeah. Our podcast. Should we give some highlights without giving spoilers? I mean, we talked about the finale and how it ended. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we talked about we the talked characters about we liked. Palsy. Sorry, yeah, what? we made we made fun of people with problems. No, no, no. We we kind of just really talked a lot about Walt Jr. and what he brings to the show. It was really insightful. Remember, Actually, you know what? it's it's kind of weird, but we kind of did. Like we did talk a lot more. We did talk a lot more about Walt Jr. than we probably should have. Like then his character even warranted in the show. Yeah, an entire section on breakfast. Yes, that was interesting to me because I'd never really heard like well, just more more the idea that someone could watch that show 
and hope it ended with them opening a bunch of diners was exciting to me. But yeah, sad, no, that's not what went down. But hey, we're not going to talk about the end ending here. Um, but yeah, that show's over. Spin off is over. Soon. I wonder if we should try to give it another go another day or something. Just talk about it. Maybe a Maybe digital I'm digression like or something. Right now on that front, so like it's just like, oh, I just ran out of things to say about it. I yep. can't do that again right now. So yeah, yeah, no digital digression. Maybe I think that would be an okay way to go about it. Okay, now that I don't we've know. kind of warmed up our thoughts. Yeah, extra. extra Should, I'm gonna quickly give my thought on Breaking Bad. It's okay. Yeah, it's an okay show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was pretty good. For more, listen to the podcast we recorded, but you can't hear because it fucked up. Well, for more, go on uh, Pulsar Drive. Yeah, we could just post your side of the whole thing, and uh, <laughs> no all. Just like he'll say something, minute of silence, Paul busts out laughing. Oh, that must have been good. Yeah, no, that that honestly was what it was like, because when I was going through it again to see what how like the processing went, I was just like, oh, shit, this is just my side. Then it's just me saying, yep, or something like that. Silence, (laughs) then me laughing, then a whole bunch of silence and then a sound clip from the show (laughs) (laughs) should have been there. Um, But yeah, I don't know that that was a big thing that you did this week. You watched like 30 episodes of it or something. How much was it? Number of episodes. How many episodes are in each season? Thirteen. Like thirteen, I think, and then sixteen in the fifth season. The first season had seven. I didn't watch the first two seasons though, because I had seen them. Okay. So twenty six plus sixteen, forty two. Forty two episodes in one seven day period. That's at forty seven minutes each. Yeah, dude, I can't imagine doing that, but. Binge watching is a thing. That's kind of it's, Netflix's whole, you know, reason did, for thing. I did the yeah. whole series over two weeks. So. Wow. Okay. It, I yeah, did, it, it took all of time. them gradually over three years. So. I said this in the spoiler thing we did that won't be aired because it fucked up. But uh, uh-huh. it's probably the better way to go about it. If you're planning to do what I did, don't. Okay. <laughs> Like, don't binge watch it. Just take your time. I mean, maybe stay off, like, sites that are talking about Breaking Bad for a while until you're done the series, because right now they're hot with, like, spoilers and stuff and people just wanting to talk about it. Take your time. Go through it. I think you'll enjoy it a little bit more because you won't see a bunch of, like... If, when you watch them all in succession, you realize they're really... They really are shows made to watch every week because there's some, like, throwaway material in some of them and just... Stuff that can annoy you because it's just like I just spent like a hundred hours watching nothing in some parts. You know what I mean? All together. Well, about sixty hours, but yeah. Yeah, you know what I meant. But yeah, mm-hmm. that fly episode know. though, awesome. That was the conclusion. Sure. Came to. Yeah. So it, good. If Probably I had the best one. If I hadn't spent like thirty hours before that just trying to catch up, and then that episode happened, I might have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I know that. Fair enough. Yeah. But, um, anyway, let's uh, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Grand Theft Auto Five. What? It's the best video game. Luckily, Meowth Nine Hundred is not here. Otherwise, she'd be like, "I hate you so much." 
Like, I mean, people have said video games, you know, can't be art and stuff, but clearly, I'm just being. I, did you play that at all? Did you do any more of that? Too much Breaking Bad? Too much Breaking Bad. Okay. It, it got Stay. to the point where I was having to watch Breaking Bad at work in my off time. <laughs> just to all catch right. up. Like, just I had a schedule in mind, and I was just like, I need to watch at least three episodes at work and then maybe two at home to keep on this. Wow. Okay. Like, that just sounds like work at some point in and of itself. It was. Not having fun with some of them? Yeah. I really was not having fun with some of them. That's <laughs> like, unfortunate. It is unfortunate. That's why I say don't do it that way. Take your time and, like, as you watch them, you watch them or whatever. And that's fine. Well, don't... just, like, wanting to be there for the finale is kind of... Yeah. I get it, but I don't know. That's That's a lot. It's not so much the fact that I wanted to be there for the finale, but I needed to catch up to the point where, like, when people are talking on Twitter, it isn't ruining the series for me. Because stuff happens in season five that, like, if you're on season three, it's like, well, there's no point in watching any of this now because I know what happens to this person. Right. Or doesn't happen to this person. So there's no suspense anymore. You're just like, oh, that person's still around in season five? Well, whatever. Then Right. So I basically, every Sunday, I... I mean, it's been like that for a while, even when I cared about Game of Thrones or other shows. It would be like whatever show was airing that night, I just had to turn Twitter off. I couldn't look at it. Hmm. Game of Thrones, Red Wedding, that was a thing. Remember that? Yeah. Game of Thrones sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why? Swords are so 2003, am I right? Wait, what? Did all that stuff already. Peter Dinklage, just derivative. Peter Dinklage is pretty good, though. Peter Dinklage is pretty good. He's Um, a midget. Yeah, he's, yeah. What's better or worse, a midget or a guy with cerebral palsy in your show? Um... I don't. I, I no matter what you answer, you're kind of insulting a bunch of people. So I'm just gonna <laughs> abstain. I think. But but I, I will say in uh, Game of Thrones, at least Peter Dinklage has the line like, "Know what you are," and like, no one can ever use it against you or whatever. So it's like yeah. he's still kind of like, I know I'm like the bastard son and blah blah blah. But like it's okay, I accept that and it's fine. Whereas cerebral palsy guys. Or Walt Jr., I should say. It's a real Flynn. guy. The Flynn. Yeah. Yeah, Flynn White. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. He's all just like, nobody tells me anything around here. <laughs> so, he's yeah. He's kind of a useless character. Um, fair enough, I guess. You're just like, I really don't want to have this. I just want to talk again. Yeah, I don't want to read and open like the darker material from the Lost podcast. So let's, uh, I don't know. Hey, Joseph Gordon Levitt is a person that we could talk about. Uh, Yes, he is. We could talk about him all day, really. Yeah, Don John is a movie that I saw. So, oh, okay. How was it? uh, It was okay. Uh, It's about porn. And uh, about uh, how a guy really enjoys porn, like a lot. So like, it's about a lot, you. a lot. You could know really... some of the conversations were relatable, though. Um, you, you know, do okay. Like first, first off, I guess I'll just say like this was almost a plot hole. 
Um, 13-year-old me knew you should clear your browser history, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's, like, veteran porn addict does not know that's a thing. I thought that didn't make sense. That's pretty lame, yeah. Yeah, that that that's, seemed to me, like, a little bit suspect. I don't know. I'm just that's saying. a little too convenient. Yeah, like, I mean, that becomes a point of contention between him and Scarlett Johansson. Um, but yeah, that movie takes some uh, interesting directions I wasn't expecting. Um, and is kind of just its whole thing is being blunt about the fact that uh, pornographic websites are pretty readily available and is a thing that could cause friction in a relationship. Um, but yeah, no he, pun intended. He what? Friction, yeah, see? If you don't use proper lubricants and stuff, yeah, friction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that They don't bring that up, but yeah. That's why I always keep a bottle of lube in my pocket. Mm-hmm. For emergencies. Um, I don't know. It was it was pretty good. Kind of funny. There's a loud Italian family in it. Uh, they all wear those white undershirts while the two guys do. Um, there's a lot of weird music in it. I, I don't know. It's kind of like trying to be an anti-romantic comedy in a way. And it sort of succeeds, I guess, at doing that to some extent. Um, a friend of mine kind of compared it to shame. But I don't know if that's an accurate point of you know like because it's both about sex addiction in some way or another but that movie is extremely like downbeat and just kind of miserable and this is a comedy so it just kind of i didn't really see the you know the similarities didn't really stand out to me in that way did you see shame michael fassbender uh dick movie no i never did okay yeah nc17 um okay I think this is just R. There's a lot of little like clips and stuff, but they don't really focus on anything going on on his computer other than, you know, some sound effects and blurs of images and stuff. So yeah, porn, Pornhub mentioned by name. They that's the site he goes to. So what? Did they pay for that advertisement? Or? I don't know. They, apparently, they mentioned them by name in the credits too. So maybe it's some sort of co-marketing thing, which would be kind of weird. But um, yeah. <laughs> Conclusions of the movie. Anyway, now that I've brought up porn, uh, we can move on to something else. You guys still there? You okay? Any questions? Uh, every time I'm on, we somehow talk about porn. Well, this time it was like the a big movie this weekend, so... <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel totally tangential about it. Um, hmm. Sleeping Dogs is a video game I played. It's no Grand Theft Auto, but it's okay. Did you finish it? No, I'm. I think I progressed a decent amount today, but um, I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where I am in the story. I just got welcomed into one of the triad gangs, so I'm now a, you know, he, it's an undercover cop, so he has now risen in the ranks to the point where he is calling some shots within the organization. So that'll surely go bad at some point. Is Paul gone? Hi. Left. Okay. No, there was a. Uh... Something was going on. I don't... It's cleared now. Okay. So we're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sleeping Dogs is a video game. They're sleepy. So you're okay with it now because you're in the mode that Grand Theft Auto put you in? Yeah, like where I'm just kind of like, well, I like open world as a thing, so at least this is doing that. Uh, it's okay. not doing a bunch of things nearly as well, but it does do kind of a lot of slow motion stuff with the vehicle combat, which is kind of kind of all right. Um, 
like you know when you've successfully hit a tire because it slows down time a little bit and like shows the car flip out. So you're just like, okay, like it's easier to battle a bunch of vehicles while riding a motorcycle or something. I think we have to step back for a second because Foxy the Kid in the chat says you missed the point of the movie. Oh, um, I didn't mention the point of the movie exactly, but... um, Is it like a spoiler or something? Kind of. Well, I mean, where some of the stuff goes with the relationships that develop and whatever. It's not advertising for porn, to be clear. Like, it, it does kind of address it as a problem, but... um not entirely either like it's just kind of like a poor substitution for actual meaningful relationships okay they were getting at Mm -hmm. Um, so you won't necessarily need it if you're fulfilling everything the way you're supposed to whether or not that's with scarlett johansson i'm not saying if it is or it isn't we got a quick question from the chat yeah what what's your opinion on waterboarding oh um, waterboarding, it looks incredibly unpleasant. Um, I would consider it torture if that's the point of the question. Also, it is in Grand Theft Auto V. I'm wondering if that is where that's kind of getting at. Do you think? I think so, yeah. There's a torture yeah. sequence in that. I actually was, like, kind of impressed with the way they wrote themselves out of trouble with that. They kind of address all the things you would you know, want them to like, it's dirtbag NSA agents essentially making it happen. And Trevor is just kind of cavalier about it. Cause he's a psychopath, but at the same time he does kind of address, you know, all the hypocrisies of the government doing it and whatever. And then he does drive the guy to the airport after basically just apologize. <laughs> just like, sorry, bro. It's kind of thing I had to do, but, um, yeah, you know, good luck with that. You can never like, see your family. Even he but, was not okay with it. Well, he's okay with it because he's he he's a psycho kind of guy, so he'll he'll hit a guy with a wrench and not really worry about it. But at the same time, you know, it wasn't like vindictive on his part. He wasn't doing it because he wanted to. It was just a thing he had to do for his crime job. I'm assuming. Um, hmm. Sorry, I'm just looking at what Foxy Kid is talking about in relation to Don John, and I'm still not. Um, oh, right. Um, I guess they do kind of bring up romantic comedies as substituting the same kind of, like, or like creating the same emotional dissonance between reality that porn does for men. So, I don't know. It touches on some interesting topics, but, um, it's a, it's also a pretty light 90 minute movie, so I didn't leave with too much to mull over, but, um, anyway. Do they yeah. reference the movie Hitch at all? The Will Smith movie? Do you know another movie called Hitch? Um, well, I'm just <laughs> thinking of Hitchcock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. He was a guy, you're right. Well, and his nickname was Hitch, so I'm wondering if it had something to do with that. But No, uh, it had nothing to do with him. It's because you were talking about rom-coms or whatever. Right. No, I did not like Hitch, but they do not mention it specifically. They actually... They actually get uh, Anne Hathaway and Channing Tatum to stand in as, like, fake actors in a fake movie. Oh, so their regular role, then, basically. Yeah, to kind of make fun of the stereotypes that happen in those movies, like, the kind of beats of those stories and how Can we talk about the best role Channing Tatum has ever done? Oh, which one's that? The Gimp or whatever, like, the 
sex slave kid. Yeah. And um, this is the end. That was a nice little surprise cameo. It was uh, pretty good. He has a sense of humor, yeah. How do yeah. you feel about that movie? It was dumb. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so dumb. Well, yeah, but was it still fun? For the most part, I think. Like, I'm just, I'm still trying to parse some of the stuff in my head. Some parts are just kind of like, yeah, we get it. Like, vague homosexual references because you're friends and weed. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Like, it's... Danny McBride's shtick still works for you? Or... Danny yeah. McBride is still probably, like, my favorite character in that movie. Because he's okay. the one kind of calling out how stupid everything is. Mm-hmm. Even though he's an evil asshole in the end, really. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just making fun of James Franco. Even like That's the thing about that movie. Is that it's the movie that if you want to see a bunch of guys that hang out together in Judd Apatow movies, like have a house party and act kind of weird with each other with their own names, that's the one really yeah that's the best one of those that there is i think it's the only one maybe i know that was kind of the joke like if we're going to be specific hey i was watch house party can always watch cribs no (laughs) (laughs) who was was it was it uh russell peters where he had like that like drawer full of porn and he's like i don't look good (laughs) <laughs> Surprise! I actually wanted you to see it. I, it was weird. That's when I stopped what? watching Cribs. Wait, what? <laughs> Somebody on Cribs, some celebrity, like they were in their room, and like bottom drawer of their clothing thing was like full, like packed with porn, like magazines and shit. Okay. I was like, yeah, this Joking. is a porn. And I was like, okay, this is where I stopped watching the show. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Russell Peters, star of uh, Source Code. Uh, yeah, he played. Know. He basically played himself. He was yeah. a comedian on the train. Yep, that his character was just a comedian as well. And there's a part where he just does stand up for the train. Yeah, it's... and everybody is loving it. Everybody's laughing, and then time stops, and they're all happy. Yeah. Aw, how about that? What a bad way to die. Being stuck on a train with a guy telling Indian jokes, mm-hmm. and then you die. And then the train that's, explodes. That's like the worst. That has to be the worst possible way to die. I don't want to drown, but I... Drowning I would be bad, actually. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Something about the idea of drowning just is really scary to me. I don't I don't want that to ever happen, Um, obviously, for just, you know, survival reasons, but... Hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just for just to live, problems. like that's yeah. probably a pretty yeah. good reason. Um Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like besides Breaking Bad, that was really the only thing I've done. I'm I'm just trying to remember what movie I watched the week before. I watched a movie the week before we didn't talk about cuz I don't think I really cared too much. Oh, now you see me? <laughs> okay. Pretty forgettable, um, right? I haven't seen it. I just heard it's kind of stupid. Yeah. But, no, it's very stupid. So okay. whoever said that was a smart person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so Jesse Eisenberg and Isla Fisher are pulling magic heists. 
Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, all of the actors in it and stuff are fine. Yeah. It's just a dumb script. Like, like where that story goes is really, really dumb. And it's hard to talk about without, like, giving spoilers about what happens in it. But basically, four magicians from, like, different walks of life or whatever, some of them have worked before, some of them just heard of each other and whatnot, get pulled together mm-hmm. by one other party to like pull off these heists or whatever they become like the four horsemen is what they call themselves okay and they like pull fast ones using magic on people and it at some point it just turns into a revenge plot and that's where it lost me so it's no longer like a robin hood thing it was like no this guy's just angry it's like a revenge plot against like the one percent or something does it have no it's no it's hard to just go like without giving spoilers but it turns out a revenge plot can i ask one question though is there at any point like actual sorcery going on or is it technology and trickery for the most part um i mean okay so i'm gonna blow your mind for a second here yeah i'm not a magician so a lot of the tricks and stuff i have seen people do before like in actual youtube videos or whatever some of the tricks yeah and i don't know how they did them still okay so that to me is sorcery and they oh, okay. burn at the stake yeah never seen again but okay uh, there are parts where it's just like now she's flying in a bubble like just stuff that's like this is obviously cg <laughs> uh, yeah yeah like, i think that's what you were getting at yeah it's kind of lame in it, in that way because it's just like well also editing and special effects are doing this so this is not just a magic show um but okay so pretty dumb not worth time it sounds like it has a plot so, twist of course it does <laughs> but now that movie looks like it has a plot twist but i don't i don't know do you want to know I the plot twist no well no it's a spoiler right the person that you didn't suspect was a person directly involved. Oh, shit. I know, right? What? <laughs> oh, man, you gotta cut that part out for all the Now You See Me fans out there. Yeah. that's that's All just three that. of them? I don't think that movie did very well in the theaters either, no, did it? You'd be wrong. That movie did way too well. That oh, was really? kind of the... That was the big story that weekend. Is it like, Now You See Me overperforms, does way better than predictors thought, and you're just like, wow, okay. Weird. That that was a headline. It overperforms because nobody should give a shit, basically. Well, no, it it like won that weekend, and yeah, it, it made more money than people thought. It it was actually certifiably a big hit this this summer, kind of a sleeper hit. Hmm. Um, people people don't remember seeing it, and then they're like, "Wait, somebody performed a heist on my wallet." Oh <laughs> yeah, it's too it's so forgettable. I mean. I think that's the biggest magic trick at Vol then is that they actually got people to watch a movie that basically didn't exist, a storyline that nobody should care about. A movie that basically didn't exist. Like you walk out of it, you're just like, Did I see a movie today? That was the trick. Then, yeah, then you look up at the poster and you're like, Oh, I must have saw Iron Man three. Why else would I be here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So hundred and fifty million dollars or whatever just disappeared this summer. And it was stolen by the people who made Now You See Me. 
that's, that's more or less. So what in I'm... a way, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, and uh, Isla Fisher actually did steal money out of my pocket. It's true, <laughs> and I never even noticed. Actually, that's not true. Theater. I downloaded it. Yeah. Oh, nice. See, so you got one over on them. That was the secret. Yeah. Like after the credits reveal. Like yeah, you, exactly. You know, credits you roll, my and then with like, you, Who's that guy, and it's Paul with like a BitTorrent. Download. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like, right after I finished downloading it, I was like, "Now you don't." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Close the program. <laughs> Does that line ever happen? Like, now you see me. Now you don't. It does happen. It's on a card. Really? Yeah. It's just like on a business card or something that one of them picks up. It's like, now you don't. Wow. <laughs> it happens in the first like ten minutes too. <sighs> Couldn't even wait. They were like so proud of their wordplay. Joke. They were so happy. I think Abracadabra's even said. Oh. <laughs> Abracadabra. Is that before or after? No, you don't. Uh, that's after. Okay. Because okay. I would have walked out of at, at now you don't. In fact, I actually just gave you the plot twist that that happened after now you don't. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I I just kind of want to bring up like that is corny, like abracadabra, but at the same time, like I'd be hypocritical to make too much fun of that because there's a character in Stephen King's new book named Abra, and her email is cadabra at hotmail.com or something. So, yeah, and that Paul. I'll apologize for one and then mock the other. You know, there's some well, on corny Pokemon. Stuff. There's Abra. Oh yeah, Abra, and then Alakazam. <laughs> Okay. So, so good Pokemon yeah. too. That's the annoying thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that new one pretty soon? Like within a couple weeks. Yep. 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 Okay. Are you getting it? Are you getting the Pokemans? No, they they. I mean, the one time they convinced me to try one out was because they had a pedometer. So yeah. that gimmick totally, I thought was pretty awesome for some reason. So I played. It there. is awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I I never really got caught up in that. I think it's just. I missed it when I was in that impressionable age when it be- would become part of like who I am. Like just like this is amazing. It's Pokemon, you guys. Like, sure. I that I was playing Zelda and like I don't know Animal Crossing. Good games. No, no I'm just saying like different games. Some of them were probably yeah. pretty bad. Like uh, Shadows of the Empire, for example. <laughs> like, There's a whole episode of Retro Kill Screen talking about that. I know. Like it's so weird misremembering like. No, I I thought this was good and acceptable game design at the point in time where it's just like fly through, like just catch all the giant floating Rebel Alliance silver things. I still wish we were able to record or stream like you playing that, like us playing it. The first time in like a decade. Yeah, Yeah, because that was pretty priceless. Just like, what the hell's going on? You just like fly off the train for some reason. (laughs) Well, yeah, because the it's like trying to simulate momentum or something. So the train turns, and then if you jump, you just like float away and fall into the garbage. <laughs> it didn't have physics back then; they had to make that shit up. Yeah, that that game. It, it's impossible to explain to anyone younger than probably like I don't know, twenty five, <laughs> like why that is any good at all. Mm-hmm. Or older than a certain age, too, because, like, they remember better games that weren't 3D. So it's got, like, a sweet spot where people think it's worthwhile. Um, <laughs> that's where we so, are, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the age group I'm in. So, you know, I will 
take take anything I say about Shadows of the Empire with a bag of salt because it's probably not worth any time at all. I kind of want the PC version because I know the textures are better. But oh, yeah, because yeah, part of it's the N64 port where it's just like, oh, this wall is just made of like a ch- tiny little cube and it's repeated like a thousand times and it looks awful. But that's all we could do, man. It was N64. What are you gonna do? The draw distance is like nothing. Ugh. Anyway, the good draw distance. Fun. Anyways, I, Peter, Pokemon, are you in? No. Yes. Um, probably. Yeah. Okay. You were saying like you can only uh, transfer your stuff one way this time, so this is like the end. Yeah, there's like an online system, and you have to pay Nintendo money. Yeah, it's like five dollars a year. But transferring was always one way. Like going from a Game Boy Advance cartridge to the DS ones, that was one way as well. Okay, but like I didn't really know this was a thing. So like there are kids who have transferred Pokemon from their very first Pokemon game on and on up till now. Mm, not from the first one, because oh. you can't trade between like the Game Boy Color ones and the Game Boy Advance ones. Oh, okay. But That's Game Boy Advance one. onwards, yeah, people have kept the same roster of creatures or whatever. Okay. Huh? Pokemon? Do, do you know if they're changing the formula in any way at all? I or? I don't know anything about it. I kind of like it that way, though, because then it's all a surprise. I still don't even know a lot of stuff that happens in black and white. Uh, yeah, I still need to play those. And I was thinking about playing them soon, but then I'm like, no, the new one's coming out. I'm going to get oversaturated on the series again. Yeah, uh, that's not a series I can see playing multiple entries in in a short amount of time because they're very similar, right? It's just way too much. Well, they're grinding. the exact same. Yeah, well, that's kind of the Nintendo way, right? Like you don't want to play eight Zelda games in a row because then you're just what is that like sixty dungeons or something? Well, I'm just thinking like the first Zelda, second one on the NES, you could pull, probably play those in a row because they're different, uh-huh. and then probably. Ocarina of Time and maybe Majora's Mask just for the novelty of how, what they've changed and the mechanics in Majora's Mask. You could probably do those in a row. Like after that, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played uh, Skyward Sword yet either. It's a good yeah, one. Get through that. I got like three dungeons in. Oh, a lot okay. of people start. Skyward Sword, and they say this is kind of bullshit, but then by the time they're done, they completely turn around on it and say it's one of the better ones. So I don't know. Well, I kind of had an up and down. Like, there was one dungeon really that threw me off for a while when I was like just more and more excited and just like, this is great. And then there was this really, I thought, poorly designed dungeon um, that was clearly kind of designed to be really big because you got the bow in that one. So, you know, giant long hallways so you can shoot the dudes. But once you've cleared out those dudes, it just becomes long walks up hallways and across this ship with, like, no one there. So it just becomes really boring. It's I like they designed the, it too big. But I yeah. thought the run function got kind of tiresome. No pun intended. Did you have to hold a button or something, or what? Like, you can oh, like, only run for a certain distance, and then he gets tired, and, yet, like, yeah. the meter has to load again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems kind of weirdly arbitrary, but... What do you think about... Long enough. 
What do you think about the new item system for A Link Between Worlds? What's different with the item system? I don't. I haven't read like, up on it. You don't pick up arrows and bombs anymore. You just have a meter, and you can shoot like infinite, and then that meter rises, sort of like the run thing. Oh, so it's like you've huh. used too many bombs for recently. You need a cooldown. Kinda, yeah. But it's like constantly filling up once you use one or two or whatever. Hmm. I guess that's kind of interesting because there are definitely tedious points in dungeons where you're just like, well, I don't have any arrows right now, so I need to find those two jars and then go up the stairs and then come back down and then smash the two jars and then go up the stairs and then come back and smash the two jars, and now I have ten. Awesome. Like, you know, getting rid of that problem might be worthwhile. But, um, I don't know. I'll remain optimistic on that, I guess. Hopefully they know what they're doing. They're probably I'm really liking, too, right? It's looking good. I'm, I'm liking how it's coming together. I don't know why they have to make explicit mention of Link to the Past stuff, though. Is is it? It's riffing on that stuff, right? Like it's like the same. A lot. I rule. Yeah. It's like a, it's a direct sequel. But like years later, like century later or something, is it the same guy? Uh, no. I, okay. I, I want to say it's one of those hundred year later things, but I can't be certain. Okay. Zelda timelines. I don't know. We'll get through that one day in another yeah. podcast far, far away. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, it will yeah. happen. It will happen. happen. Okay, okay. I got it. It says uh, it takes place six generations after the death of Ganon in A Link to the Past. Okay. So, whatever that equals in years. Yeah, um, that's, that's a lot. How many generations happen in one century? I'm I'm gonna round it to like three generations per century. Or no, that's being generous. Like two, right? No, I think that's that's a little like maybe it's four or five, right? Like every twenty years, someone could have a kid. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. say four. Let's say four. Okay. Yeah, that seems more the way the world is now. You kind of wait it, a little. While. Like if your society's irresponsible, maybe six or seven. <laughs> yeah. But I I haven't had a problem yet. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I me mean, neither. So actually, you I've, it's been close. There's been some close calls, but I think we're okay. Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah. Ugh. Timelines. <laughs> Stressful timelines. That's as far as like Nintendo stuff this year. I'm already behind. Like I kind of want to play uh, Luigi's Mansion. I haven't mm. gotten that yet, but you've never played cool. it. No, I haven't played the new one. Oh, so like I played the GameCube one back when it like first came out, pretty much. But uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't play didn't play the sequel. So kind of curious about that. It was it was pretty good. I haven't played the original though. Um, I don't know. They, I remember it being very short. I beat it like a couple times in one weekend, so I'm not sure if it's really worth going back to. But as a GameCube launch thing, it was kind of novel. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely a lot longer. It has more content and uh, like stuff to unlock. Mm. Oh right. Oh yeah. I actually went to um, uh, pinball exposition this this weekend i just kind of forgot 
yeah. because it was so such a rushed thing. Like, it was like right after work, we had a couple hours of time where we could go to that. So I did that because I had work the next day, which was uh, day two of the show, but I wasn't able to catch any of that. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the game Sinistar? Yes. That game is cool. Yeah, it was back like- then and it still holds up. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't know that was a game. Like that was never mentioned to me as like a classic old game. You know, it's like oh, Pac Man, Dig Dug, and Sinistar. It was just like not in the lineup of stuff I ever heard people talk about. Jeff Gersman used to talk about that a lot. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. I just had no knowledge of what he was saying, so I'm just like I don't know what that is. So oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's real cool. No, like, just that, like, it's like, you need to kind of, you're just playing a space shooter, but then this big, crazy monster thing is being built, and then you have to fight it, and he's just constantly making fun of you. Like, that was the main thing I thought was, like, this could never happen now, because this is because arcades, you know? Like, the machine is actively taunting you into giving it more quarters. Well, that was a big thing, too, is that it had a voice. Yeah, like, so the Sinistar machine is like, run, coward, and you're just like, oh shit, this thing's talking mess, I gotta <laughs> I gotta blow this thing up. I mean, but, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but in 1982, when it was just bleeps and bloops, and then you heard this, like, crazy, like, digitized voice because of the crappy systems they used for it, just saying, yeah. like, I hunger, and shit like that, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, oh man, I, I gotta play I, this game forever. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. I, now I live, and you're just like, oh, sh- okay, it's on now. And then, yeah, the Sinistar starts chasing you. I killed the Sinistar, and I felt really good about that. Yeah, um, and so you should. It's an yeah. achievement. I was only, like, on the machine, I was, like, number four on the leaderboard for the day, so I felt pretty good about that. Like, first time playing Sinistar, and I managed to, you know, chart at all. That, you that charted level. leaderboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. MLG? They had, a, they had an i there. Which yeah, they had that in, last year too, didn't they? I think so. I just didn't really sit down with it for a long time. Um, in theory, that thing is great, but then in practice, some of the games are terrible because like mm-hmm. the controls are just like here, you got a joystick and three buttons. What more do you want? It's like a trackball or yeah. a knob for Arkanoid. Yeah. Like Arkanoid was unplayable. Like it was just like no, this this just doesn't work. This is a bad port of this. Um, and then I think the one we were playing on, like one of the joysticks was a little weird compared to the other one. So we were trying to do two player kicks and then it was just like, oh, the up on this one doesn't work. So I can't play kicks. And it's just like, oh, well, that sucks. I liked kicks though. Do you remember kicks? Mm hmm. Yeah. Just drawing like, and then the, the kicks is coming to mess up your line. Like just super simple stuff, but it just kind of works I, th- I thought it was a cool cool thing and i played some poo yan set the high score on that hundred seven thousand. i'm pretty sure that's what you played poo yan on last year oh okay it was, was like, the was same it a machine was a cocktail one or yep okay i think no popeye was a cocktail one it was a stand-up yeah popeye wasn't there this year tron was though and i was way better at it this year I Tron just, like, was hard last year for some reason. There's video, yeah, I think, of like us still. To clear one round, whereas here it was like two. Like I, every, like getting into the cone, I did it first try. I was just like, oh, all right, this was really hard last year. But I guess I just knew to like shoot before and then walk into the 
you know, like anticipate, like lead it a bit. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it was kind of a whirlwind, like four hours of arcade machines and stuff. But fun was had. I guess the arcade machines, like um, I'm trying to think if there were any real standout machines there. Haunted House was kind of cool. It has like a mini board inside it that's sloped the other way. Mm-hmm. That's the so, eyes, right? The black screen and the eyes. Um, Haunted House, like only parts of it are lit up at one time. Maybe I I don't remember the darkness playing a big role in it, but maybe it was something with that specific machine that was janky. I don't I don't know. Um, I, actually no, I think you're right. Like the basement uh, board would light up once you go down there, so yeah. then you stick down there and play inverted kind of, which was kind of cool. Um, volcano was okay. Um, there were no kind of like you know marquee like ones I know like Pinbot. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, Black Knight. I didn't see any any of those. But um, Demolition Man. That was a table. Yeah. Yeah. One Pretty of them, fun though. Yeah, I mean it, it was it was a fun. It's still a fun event. I'm glad it happens. Um, you know, like initially I was like, oh man, this sucks. I can't go again tomorrow. Like before I went, but after like four hours of playing arcade machines, I was kind of done. Like that's There's, enough. Yeah, it's like, well, I've yeah. played, like, you know, a decent amount of pinball, and I've kind of gotten my hands on most of the arcade games I care about. Um, like, I mean, there was a bunch of fighting games there, but that's kind of no fun unless you're, A, good at those, and B, there's a bunch of other people that want to play it. Or, so, like, people watching you and going, oh, and stuff. In the yeah, game. so it's just kind of like, all right, we'll mess around with, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat for a little bit. There, I did a bunch of uppercuts. Cool. You know, I didn't remember any fatalities, so I wasn't able to do that. Um, there, there was a game I'd never heard of called Johnny Nero Action Hero. Okay. Yeah, it was like a light gun shooter, but it it just seemed... Initially, I thought it was a Western-themed game, but apparently that's just like one of three stages. Um, one is in space, and the other one, I think you're a cop or something. It, it almost was like proto matt hazard kind of just this guy is a hero that goes to different games and does stuff in them or something but in practice it's just pull the trigger a thousand times and your hand kind of starts wearing out after a while because you're you've pulled the trigger like literally a thousand times so it's an arcade game yeah it's an arcade game and because like there's infinite credits at that place it's just like all right well i'll just hit start again let's keep fighting like there's no tension at all so you're just kind of lazily shooting everywhere like periodically grab the second player gun and hit start on that too so you're d- dual wielding just blasting everything um and it, yeah despite the western level you know being set in the old west if you shoot a bunch it's like adrenaline mode and then you just get like a rocket launcher it's it was a really stupid game um but yeah there you go Calgary well, you compared it to matt hazard so yeah so like, I guess yeah, that, that sounds like a stupid game. Lofty comparison right up front. So, yeah, 90s shooters. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any, like, classic stuff there, like Donkey Kong Jr., but I, I don't like Donkey Kong Jr. very much, so I didn't play it. It's That's no Donkey fair. Kong. Yeah. Um, huh. There, there was, like, a Namco cabinet that had a bunch of stuff. Um. Oh man, I was like embarrassed with my Pac-Man abilities 
Like the high score on the iCade was like nineteen thousand or something. So I was like, nineteen thousand. That's baby. This is baby score. I'm just gonna fix that right now. And then like didn't hit it. And then I was like, oh man. What did you get? What was your top score? Your PB, if you will. Eventually, I did break it, but it was like twenty thousand eight hundred or something. Like it was not blown away by any stretch, but uh. Yeah, we played right till midnight. They turned on all the lights and started shutting off the machines. It was just like, oh, we gotta go. Get out of here. This place is closed. Um, and we did. <laughs> so. But yeah, no, it was fun. Pinkade. Also, I guess Edmonton Expo is this week, but neither of us went this time. So. Yeah. Why would we? We have the well, better one here. See, dude, I wanted to see Christopher Lloyd. So. Like before he dies. You know well, what? I didn't, I, he I, came I, to a convention here like last year, and I went to it. And he wanted like it was like sixty or seventy bucks for like a sign, mm-hmm. like signing something. I was like, this is kind of egregious. You're, I yeah. guess. The guy I'm from like, Piranha wanted sixty bucks. Well, at the same time, like for me, it's like no, Doc Brown gets sixty bucks. The one that was crazy for me is Ian McDermott asking for like ninety, and I was like, "You were literally just the emperor. Like that's all you've ever done." <laughs> yeah, come on. You know, like I know it's Star Wars, but I don't know. That ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. Even one's... uh, even Captain Kirk and Spock were only like sixty. I know, and it was like <laughs> these these are sci-fi legends over here. You're like a supporting villain in a series. Like what are you what? But yeah, um, but no, I, I, I know I, I feel kind of gross paying for autographs ever in any way. That's especially since they're just people and they just need to pick up a pen and write their name. I know it just feels like the most pandery. Like, it's just like I brought the Blu-ray for you to sign. So I've already like funded your thing. Why? You know, I don't know. It just makes you feel dirty. It makes. Do, do you know what do you know what signature I got for free? What did you get? Which one? Gavin Brown. That's like, yeah, he he co-created reboot. Oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty good then. He was a cool guy. Yeah. And reboot. You, you know which one I got for free? What? Nathan's. <laughs> I signed Sit, something. Sitting right here. I use it every time I need to fill out some government paperwork. When did I, when did I do that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to find something like I think I'll burn a copy of like top down perspective on a disc and then get you three to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> like just on a random episode or just like all of them on like an MP3. File? The greatest hits. Greatest yeah, hits. The greatest hits. Exactly. Like the deadly premonition episode. Um, Far Cry. I don't know. It just reminds me of the time we got John to sign his own game. <laughs> That, yep, that is a thing that <laughs> is on my page. It seemed like kind of a mean joke, but at the same time, I was very caught up in the whole prank thing at the time, so... Yeah, you were just like, cool. oh man, I know, you were so into I it. I this. This is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna, Tales of the Abyss. I should just ask him if he, like, wants even that game and will give it out to somebody or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably somebody that would actually like it because there's a video accompaniment of it and everything. 
Yeah. What, like, um, it might be worth something to somebody. Not to him, <laughs> but... <laughs> what what game was it? Tales of the Abyss, I think, for 3DS. Was nice. it? I think it? I think you're right. Yeah. Um, that was so good. Yeah, pretty elaborate way to make him do that, too. Pretty Who good. the hell got him to sign it again? Brad. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like one of Sean's friends who's like, he doesn't recognize me, so it's I'll true. take it up. And be like, just... you should do a Let's Play of this game. Like, they had like a cover <laughs> story and everything. It's just like, oh, weird, I, I have this game. It's just like, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, devious. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was that was a good time, though. Like, hiding behind the pillar and everything. Yeah. Oh. Runaway Guys panel. That was, oh, yeah, that was at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2012. Oh, 20, yeah, 2012. Mm-hmm. We're on the verge Ugh. of 2014. Ah, new consoles coming out. I don't... Mm. I don't know if I... I think I'm just going to kind of sit out for a couple months on new stuff and just play old games that I like. I've been, like, entertaining. I'm just going to play the Mass Effect series pretty soon here. It's just what I'm going to do. Yeah? It's like, oh, man, I'm, like, playing Watch Dogs. And it's like, that's cool. I don't I don't know. I don't really want any part of that. So... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really I don't, don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, keep keep feeding that Ubisoft machine. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they just don't do it the way I like it in terms of open world structured stuff. It's just... In terms of games, maybe, in general? I can't remember well, the last Ubisoft game I really enjoyed. Well, people have been pointing out, like, they're kind of all weirdly becoming the same. Like, if you play Splinter Cell and... Or Assassin's Creed in the same year, it's like you'll see the same animations. Like, they just kind of repurpose stuff for different stuff. So it's just like, yeah, there's a bunch of climbing and grap- like grappling and whatever in this game now because we figured that out over here, so we just put it in this one, too. And that's fine, I guess. Like, it's kind of economical in a way, but eventually it's like, you know, if you play all of the stuff, you'll be bored pretty quickly because you're just like... Oh, I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, so now Far Cry 3's structure is kind of already known to me. So I think I'll sit that one out. Oh, I'm going to play Black Flag. Wait, oh, never mind. That's the same. It just has boat stuff in it. But if you played Assassin's Creed 3, you've already seen boat stuff, so there kind of isn't anything new. But maybe it's more Wait, what was that Far Cry Blood Dragon or whatever? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. That was Ubisoft, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the best thing they've done in a while. So well, I don't know what of, that says about them. Well, like, that is a thing that can kind of happen where it's like, well, we have all these assets ready and stuff, so now we can give this to someone to throw together or something weird and out there with a small team in, like, six months or something. And then, yeah, it ended up working out, I guess. At the same time, I I just I didn't get too caught up in it. Sure. I'm trying to think why. I think it's like I just played Saints Row the Third or something, so I just played a comedy thing. So then I was just like... Do you want me to tell you the reason why? These jokes aren't playing. What? Why? It's because at that time, oh. because of everybody talking about Far Cry 3, mm-hmm. and you liking Far Cry 2, you said fuck everything that says Far Cry on it except Far Cry 2. Yeah, kind of, maybe. I think you were in that mode still at that point. 
because everybody was saying like this is way better than Far Cry 2 and you're like uh <laughs> that 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 sentence right there is like an automatic like ticket to just me dismissing everything you have to say ever right. again like it's just like well they finally fixed this shit and you're just like all right i'm just you you go in this increasingly was, full barrel of people's opinions i just don't care about the weird like, thing about people saying something like they finally fixed this or whatever is like it's essentially the same thing <laughs> i don't know yeah. even what they fix quote unquote and I could almost be like, well, they broke it because they got rid of the fire propagating stuff, didn't they? Is that even in there? No, I don't think they got rid of it. You oh, just okay. don't use fire like ever. Okay. Oh, no, that's I right. Did, I least. did play the demo and I did accidentally set fire to a building or something. So there is still fire stuff in that game. It's just kind of in the background. That's like the one thing they decided to keep. I don't know. Far Cry 3. Well, Far Cry maybe. 3? Good times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... But in that way that all Ubisoft games are aspiring to be now. It's just open worlds, climb the towers as literally in both of them now. Like, what do you think you're going to do in Watch Dogs? Do you think you're going to make you scale skyscrapers? And it's just like, sweet, you did it. No, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to climb something. You're going to get a view of all of their work. Mm -hmm. Um, You're probably going to silently kill people. Probably. You're going to, but in this one, you're going to hack stuff. So it's totally different. Oh, man. You get to drive cars this time. Are you going to hack things pipe dream style like Bioshock? Hopefully not. <laughs> I hope I hope so. I that hope would actually game is that, not like that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, hacking. Isn't there a Mass Effect hacking minigame too? Yeah. There's a couple. Oh, yeah. It's like select the chunk of code that matches the picture or something. And the one where you have to click on the different circles with the icons and match them up right so you know hacking just hacking like, yeah yeah just like real hacking like hackers showed us in 1994 whenever that came out you just go through this weird grid of formulas yeah. and like artwork you know that's a great idea for like bad background movies i should watch hackers and the net just hack hackers hack. is easily one of the best movies released in the 90s Okay. But probably not for the reasons people would want. Excuse me. Good. Goonies. Goonies was the 80s, so. You know what? <laughs> I saw it in the 90s. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> different, different, okay. Goonies go. 2. Fine. Why? Where was it? Oh, there's a Goonies 2 arcade, like Atari game. But. Yeah. <laughs> and NES uh, game, I think, too. Okay. Oh, man. Wait. Uh, Lawnmower Man. Have you guys seen Lawnmower Man? Of course. I need to see that because I think it's I've good. seen part, of it, and I just want to like know what it was I was looking at. It's like weird VR. Isn't that what's happening? Yep. Yeah. Gone in sixty seconds. Nick Cage edition. Mm-hmm. Boom. I've seen that. Drop. Drop the mic. Best movie <laughs> of the nineties. Okay. Maybe. I don't actually know a whole lot of movies that came out in the 90s because that was a while ago and everything seems to bleed together. Yeah, and I'm like, part of my brain is just like, didn't that come out in 2000? But I don't know. What? You might be gone in 60 seconds? seconds. No, it was easily between 96 and 99, somewhere in there. If if anything, I think it would have been 99. You might be right. Yeah, you might be right. I think I would have been 13 or 14. On IMDb, year 2000. So, really? Oh, snap. 
Is it the uh, June 9th, 2000? So is it the best movie of the 2000s? <laughs> no, it's still the best movie of the 90s because I watched it in the 90s. <laughs> I got an advanced cut. The cage sent it to me. He's like, here Paul you go. Was on set it was a screener. A screener. Well, you got a screener copy. Yeah, because you know it was nominated for so many Oscars and everything. <laughs> yep. Anyway, now that we've talked about the best cinema there is, uh, let's move on to questions. Yeah, so we actually had our first question from the chat. Treeman1999 asked, do you live in America? If not, what do you think about it? What are some stereotypes you hear about? Um, I, I don't know. I like a lot of movies and video games that come out of there. So there's that. Um, Books, too, as it turns every, out. I'm going to say every time I visit, like for different things, I always have a good time. I haven't had a bad time yet. Well, I'm just trying to think if I went down for this, work. This year was like the mellowest packs that I've experienced, but that wasn't America's fault. America held up its ed- end of the deal because I got to go eat a bunch of burritos. So, yeah, I had a good time. So, okay. So, for one thing, food is cheaper there, like for fast food and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, good. Cigarettes oh, man, are about one so third of the cheese. price. <laughs> we we went through Idaho on the way back, and it's just like, hey, more cheese than you would ever need is four dollars. Do you want it? And it's like, I'll take four. Like we have enough for nachos and pizza for a while. It's great. So that's pretty good. Yeah, good job. Like Idaho. I was saying, cigarettes are about a third of the price down there. So for me, oh, that's yeah? good. None of those taxes. Yeah, doing? exactly. The health tax and stuff we have up here. So cigarettes down there are like what five or six bucks. Like black lungs and stuff. Is that how What's they that? Do that? Does that like fund putting pictures of like dead <laughs> stuff on there? Just like, no, I think oh. it funds our health care if you want to be honest. <laughs> okay. But I mean that's part of the the ta- the cost, right? Is like putting those warning messages on there. Sure. Giant big thing. I don't know. Anyway, sure. smoking. Anyways, yeah, so they're cheaper down there. Uh, for the most part, the places I've visited, I like the climate better. Like, I like the coastal cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I can actually get fresh seafood, but I mean, that's just a coast thing. You can do that in, like, Vancouver or anywhere in the east if you live out there, mm-hmm. basically. We're just kind of landlocked, so good seafood is not a thing we can do here. I don't know. Every time I've gone to America, it's been a pretty decent time things are cheap just things like you go to a mall and you can buy something mm-hmm. i don't know having a full like thick wad of ones makes you feel cool mm-hmm. i like that i don't Man, like I that. Got all this money mm-hmm. and it's just like I, no, it's just... I don't like the currency i don't like like having a wallet full of like cash and then it's just like oh these are just ones i have three dollars or something <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just like, man, I still got a bunch of money left. Oh, wait, no, that's just $19. So (laughs) nine of this wad is, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, because like, okay, so you're saying that you like this idea that like you have just this wad of cash, right? Yeah, you can make it rain easily. Sure. Like, you can be a rabbit. (laughs) Sure. Okay, but like, say you wanted to buy a plushie or something from a stand at PAX, right? Yeah. You're giving them this wad because that wad was ten dollars. <laughs> you're true. handing away a wad now. It's so true. no, I don't know. It's I don't like the currency. 
Oh man, thing. and they still have pennies there, and that was kind of messed up. Because I would just walk up and be like, oh, I want to get this transaction over with, here's $10. And I'd be like, oh, dude, like my wallet filled up almost instantly. It was just like, gross. Now this is way heavier. So, man, remember pennies? Those were so crazy. Yeah. Back when yeah, I didn't them. even think about that, honestly, but you're right. Right. Like, this is the first year where I've been down there, and that's been like a differential. Like, I've gotten used to a no-penny future up here. So that was kind of a mind mind bending thing. Yeah, so barely bending my mind. I wouldn't even say it bent it that much at all, but it was you know something to adjust to. What about you, Peter? America, what do you think? Um, uh, try try not to blow yourselves up. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. mean, I guess on the flip side, stereotypes like yeah, they like war a lot, maybe too much. They like Stop war and uh, killing people and probably meth. They kind of weigh into war crimes and drones down there. It's kind of weird. That's the great oh. American pastime, right? Yeah, and they're all religious nuts because that's I all guess, you hear about on CNN. Yeah, actually, me joking about American pastimes, like they don't, they kind of keep maintaining this illusion that like baseball isn't really boring, and it's kind of sad to <laughs> watch it happen because you're just like, I know you guys invented this thing or whatever, but it's really not good. You should probably cancel it. And they're just like, no, World Series. Uh, it's, you know. But they have the better hockey teams because they have more money to buy our players. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't I'm, know. I think, like, smack about baseball, all joking but... aside, there's ribbing back and forth. But, I mean, Canada and America, it's the same fucking country, dude. <laughs> like, for the most part. Yeah. Very, a lot of similarities, for sure. More than differences. Way more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Let's, mo- let's move on to voicemails. First one is from Yelth900. Oh, wait. I probably should be able to play them, right? That would probably help. That would be good to hear the questions. But, uh, well, I could answer them. Or something. You could impersonate the people, but... That might that be offensive. Probably, we know yeah, exactly. we know how that went with the cerebral palsy. <laughs> <thing. laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Hey Paul, hey Nathan, it's me, Allison, and I was going to ask with the recent releases of Grand Theft Auto V and the next one up and coming game that's probably gonna sell a lot of money, Pokemon X and Pokemon Y. They're pretty expensive. Grand Theft Auto V costed like Around $60 from what I saw at, like, Best Buy that day. And they were already sold out, so I couldn't really purchase a copy myself. And, uh, I already have my pre-order for Pokemon X. And I just have to ask, with video games getting more expensive and such prices like that, do you think they're actually worth getting? Are video games worth getting? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's kind of weird. With a lot of stuff now, I'm in this mentality where it's just like, yeah, I'll just wait for the Steam sale, or I'll wait for PlayStation <laughs> Plus, or I'll wait for, you know, just, I don't know, the sequel when that thing drops to 20 bucks or whatever. Like, I just don't care about getting there day one anymore. Sure, yeah. With, like, so, 90% of stuff. Like, Grand Theft Auto we, is an Can we for- say, just, like, as a general answer, no, games really aren't worth $60? Like I mean for the same for the same stuff we've been seeing over and over, 
like it was novel or whatever when you first got your Xbox or PS3 and this third person shooter with uh good like cover mechanics that Gears of War came out that was probably yeah. worth 60 bucks like is yeah. was 3 worth it or Judgment or whatever the fuck else they put out probably not Oh yeah Judgment I forgot about that game Dude everybody oh. did but like so yeah, yeah games are probably not worth $60 it just kind of depends like, if you're really into a series yeah, like, I mean, generally speaking, for me, like, most games that come out aren't worth $60. Like, I'm kind of enjoying Sleeping Dogs, but I would feel, like, just totally bamboozled if I paid $60 for that game. Like, it's just, like, especially considering how fast the prices drop, like, seeing that it was $6 and, like, 24 cents at the last Steam sale would just kind of, like, break my mind, you know, if I'm like, but six months ago, it was, what? Like... It's like every game is basically a sports game now in terms of like its longevity. Like you can go to any cash converters or something and there's just like an ocean of sports games that are worth like negative 50 cents. Like I think they they will just be so thankful if you get those out of there. Like uh, it's sort of becoming that way with more and more stuff just because people don't value older games the same way. Like most of them, right? Like they're so incremental. Like a new racing game comes out, it's basically replaced all previous entries in the series. So why would you ever play Gran Turismo's, like, 1 through 4 ever again? Right? As an example? So, it's kind of a strange thing with, like, the way... Like, it's not like, oh, well, the story was told. It's just like, no, it was kind of a simulation of a thing, and now there's a better simulation of that thing. So, all previous iterations are kind of not up to snuff anymore. See, I don't know. Like, just wait for sales for most of that stuff. I mean, if you're uh, really invested in a specific series, like I was for Grand Theft Auto, like $60 seems like nothing for that. Like, in that specific example, for me, I was like, oh, I I am totally happy with this. Like, this is such a rich experience for me. I'm just, I, I don't care. This is totally fine. Sure. But, or like, you know, if you're way into Pokemon, it's like, well, this is hundreds of hours of entertainment right here. So that's that's a good value. But, yeah, if you're kind of in this mind- mentality where you're trying to keep up with all of the stuff that's noteworthy, like, right away, yeah, that can get expensive. I used to do that. Like I used I, to... I did, too. It was terrible. It was a dark time in my life, and I would get the collector's editions, too. Yeah, and then, like, it would be kind of when you start realizing, like, oh, I didn't actually play that game until it was $20. Why didn't I just wait? Like, that was kind of a slow lesson that I gradually realized, but... Yeah, no, I'm kind of kind of not willing to pay that most of the time, so I don't know. What about you, M64M? Yeah. Do you buy new games right away? Do you, do you guys remember like it had to have been like at, at the most recent like GameCube Xbox era. Mm-hmm. Brand new games were like $50. And then at some point it shifted to 60. And I don't know why. Well, it's kind of been up and down. But yeah, yeah, SNES games, I remember paying like $80 for, depending on what the game was. And like That's I said, ridiculous. $96 for Shadows of the Empire. And yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was crazy then, but it's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like it, it, yeah, you're right. The GameCube generation, I think that was like $50 was kind of the standard. And then it did go up like a ten dollar next gen premium, and then they just kept that premium. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. 
But and then you know like PC games for a while were always ten dollars cheaper, but then eventually some publishers were just like, no man, StarCraft Two is worth sixty, so it's sixty. You're just like, okay, or like Call of Duty, I think did the same thing. Actually, I do, did did StarCraft launch at sixty? I feel uh, about that now. I know Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two specifically did. That was kind yeah. of a news story when it happened. Like it was I like, think it no did. man, pay us. But um. No, yeah, pay us now. Yeah. But again, kind of like Steam has kind of broken the economy of this. I will say, though, like I've heard it posited that games, the reason they still cost more is just because that is literally the only income they get unless they're doing like DLC and all that shit. But like, you know, in theory, it's like, well, give us $60 now, please, because if you don't, like we're just not going to be able to cover our costs or any of this other stuff. Cause it's not like we can then put it on, you know, like with a movie, you put it on Netflix, you put it on different like syndicated TV channels and whatever. Like there's other revenue streams for a movie in- instead of just theaters. So if it doesn't do great in theaters, it still has like four other chances to break even. Whereas with a game, it's just like, well, the game is out now and you know, piracy exists and all this other stuff. So there's kind of a one chance to make it a hit, and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. So that's kind of why they kind of take the audience that is excited about it to, you know, they kind of ask a lot of them. But they ring them out. Yeah, it's I mean, it, like, and it's, well, we yeah. know you're following us, so give us all your money. That's that surprise for being able to put up with some of the bullshit we do is you get to pay us. I know it's they kind of do take advantage of like you know loyalty in a way that is kind of gross so uh, but again i i I guess that is kind of just an arbitrary it is that way because that's the way it's done though because game budgets aren't nearly as high as movie budgets so it's not like they need to cover as much money and then at the same time I, i think back to like 2005 when nfl like when uh espn released their game at 20 dollars yeah like if that was a profitable solution for them, then like that EA keeps asking 60 is kind of just highway robbery because, you know, it's not costing them nearly as much as they're pretending. So it's just like, OK, like if if you're if you know, if developers are willing to stop asking so much and just be like, like, oh, man, do you remember when Walmart would do the $40 launch games? Yeah, I do. I used to go to them actually exclusively because of it. And they yeah, would give like, you uh, like. Special only, stuff with it, too. Yeah, I was like, I only kind of care about Borderlands, but $40, okay. I only kind of care about Just Cause 2, but okay. And then I was happy with both of those, and I didn't have to pay as much anyway. Like, it was like a good incentive to go to a specific specific, specific retailer. <laughs> Cerebral palsy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is b- b- bullshit. <laughs> Man, we're just the worst. I apologize, you know. I feel bad. Actually, at some point, now that I've made a joke, I am no longer... It's too easy. It's too yeah, easy. it's too easy. See, now you're that was actually me stripping over my words, but oh well. Ugh. Apologies to all concerned. Um, email. What, what's the email address if they want to yell at us? I'm not, I'm not saying it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I Keep think listening. it's pod, podcast at pixelresponse.com. Okay. Well, good. Um, yeah, we'll do this. Like maybe we should have an HR one. <laughs> it's like uh, just like problems at pixel response. Like, like, 
Horrible thing that happened. Um. Anyway, what was the? Uh, we got another question. Yeah, we have one more from Flyzer. Okay. He sent one in last week. What? What? I was just chuckling going on. I'm like, what did I do? What? Uh, Sorry, no. Let's just, let, let's just play the question. Hold on. Okay. In terms of Zelda companions like Navi, Tattle, uh, Midna, the ship, and Fee, which is the most annoying and which is the least annoying? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like it's usually when they don't pay any regard to the fact you've already heard something. It's kind of a thing that bothers me. Hey, listen. It's so, not. Hey, hey, listen's pretty bad. What about Kapora Gabor? Who's that? The owl. Well, he's just kind of like a periodic dude that shows up, so he's not a companion. But uh, he was kind Fair of well, like just that it defaulted to. Do you want to hear that again? Yes. As <laughs> selected yeah. option. Yeah. Was pretty pretty terrible. But um, I don't know. Fee wasn't that annoying, but her singing animation was terrifying. I don't know if you've if you haven't played it enough that won't. I haven't matter. played it at all. So. Yeah. There's I, Midna. I did. I just didn't play much Twilight Princess, so I don't really know. How that character oh, that Minna is easily the least annoying out of all the ones he mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tattle was fine. It was basically Navi, but in a way better game. So you know, just being a dick. <laughs> it, was, it was a great game though. Oh, uh, <laughs> dude, it's great. Uh. So yeah, I guess just because it's become such a joke, probably Navi by by default then, right? Like just kind of hey. interrupting you. Hey, listen. Listen. Are we just doing console games? Um. Oh, are there other? What do you mean? Like, uh, you like Ezlo. Oh yeah, Ezlo's the hat. Ezlo's pretty great. I don't. There, there was some games. great character development there. Yeah, I thought Ezlo was pretty cool. Um. Who was it? Just the King of Red Lions again in Phantom Hourglass, or? No, he... he's not in that game. Okay. Oh, yeah, you just have a different ship entirely. Do you have a companion? It's just like kind of you have this uh, captain dude who's with you a bunch. Yeah, lineback. But there are fairies there, but not really. They're like your stylus thing icon. Yeah, yeah. Like when your stylus is on screen. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah then, I guess we'll just go with Navi, probably. Yeah. That's from- Bitch! <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. Thanks, Jesse. Um... <laughs> Is that all we got? Is that questions? that's all we got? Yeah. Okay. So go to the website. Look on the right side. There's a voicemail thing. Send us stuff. Um. Are you done? Yeah. Oh, what? What? You're not gonna Nathan at pixel dash response dot com. No. Let, no. Just hold yeah, on. Yeah. Right, dude. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry, I did that. Thanks for joining us. Got a question or comment for the show? You can email us at podcast at pixelresponse.com or leave a voicemail using the voicemail feature on the right side of the main page. On Twitter, you can reach Nathan at Krasnor and Paul at Exposure. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash thepixelresponse and visit pixelresponse.com for more.
I, I'm still not used to that. Sorry, I started doing it. No, it's, but, um, you know what? It's all good. Okay. I accidentally misspelled your name on Twitter. Okay. And um, Foxy the Kid was like, was that a misspelling or an insult? Because I called you Kraz Boar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Self-esteem. Self-esteem is zero. Anyways, I think we're done for this week. Peter, thank you for joining us. Thank you. When is Spaghetti Cast coming back? For the love of God. Uh, When you least expect it. So never. Same week you release Retro (laughs) Skill Train. I'm I'm expecting it, like, next week. So it's not going to be then, I guess, right? Yeah, we'll be back soon. Okay. Retro Kill. Asshole. (laughs) <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> you brought it up. Uh, anyways, you know how this goes. We're out. Onions, bitch.